Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. In our current sermon series titled Grateful, we are talking about ways to live in gratitude, reflecting on our past, present, and lives that are yet to come as we celebrate all that God has given us, all that God provides for us, and all the opportunities God leads us to. Studies have shown that gratitude is not only good for our relationships, but it's also good for our health, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Thus, to practice gratitude is to live into more than a feeling. It is to make a choice to be grateful by practicing it. To do that well, we need to first step back and see and appreciate all that we have and all that we are. In this message of the week from November 14th, Pastor Jen Tyler shares from 1 Thessalonians, reflecting on what it means to be grateful in all circumstances. Here is the First Church message of the week. So this morning, we are continuing our sermon series on being grateful, as Sandy has already mentioned. Uh, As we do that, we're going to continue to talk about what gratitude is and the importance of not just saying thank you, but of living gratefully. Uh, Last week, we talked a little about that, and today I want to talk about what it means to do that with a bit of intentionality. And so as we jump into that together, won't you pray with me? Lord God, we ask that in this time you would open our ears anew, that we might hear you more clearly. Open our eyes that we might see you more clearly and our hearts that we might love you more deeply as you rid us from any and all distractions so that all that we see and hear and know and feel and speak are of you. Amen. So here's a little fun fact I would start off with today, especially it seems pertinent at this nice early 8.30 worship service. I am not a morning person. I love sleep and I love a chill, quiet morning. And I love when I don't have to be anywhere before eight o'clock, let alone getting here around seven like I usually do. Now that does not mean that I don't love the things that come. I love this worship service. I love having the bells play. I love getting to see you all's faces, but I don't love when I wake up late in the morning, no matter what time that is, and then you feel a little rushed. Anybody else do that? I love, instead I prefer when I wake up nice and slow and I let the day slowly wash over me. I maybe have a couple cups of coffee because it takes a couple to get me going. And you can't just have them on your way out the door, right? You gotta have a little time for the caffeine to do its job. Anybody else realize this? But if I wake up late and I'm rushed and I don't get those couple cups of coffee or worse yet, if even if I wake up on time, but the first person I encounter for the day, because I live alone, so often that's when I'm out in the community. If that first person you talk to is really grumpy, it sets a tone for the day, doesn't it? Now, the opposite, of course, can be true, too. I know that when I do get those nice slow mornings and when I sometimes I like to lie in bed for 20 minutes, slowly waking up and letting the light come into the room as I open the windows or I drink those two cups of coffee while I feed and then have cuddles with the dog because we should be grateful for our dogs, like Sandy said. I know that if I get to start my day in that way, it's going to be a good day. And even if it isn't a good day, even if after I've had this nice peaceful morning, I walk into that first place I go and there's a grumpy person there, I 
know that if my day starts right, I'm going to be able to tackle whatever comes with a positive spirit and energy that makes everything feel a little less burdensome. Because our attitudes and how we approach things, they make a measurable difference in how our lives go, doesn't it? Not because our attitudes can control what might happen in our lives, but because how we respond can significantly influence how it carries with us or how we react. Most of us, we know this, right? even if we're not always good about it, even if we're not good at controlling it, because that part, it takes practice. And when I think of practicing in this way, I am reminded of our theme verse for the series about being grateful, the passage that Sandy made reference to from 1 Thessalonians. And so I want to read these verses to us today, and I'm gonna start reading a couple verses early. Verse 18 has been our theme verse for these several weeks. But I think the verses before it give a little context when they tell us to make sure no one repays a wrong with a wrong, but always pursue the good for each other and everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in every situation because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, when I read these words for the first time many years ago, I thought that these words were telling me that we should give thanks in every situation because that situation was God's will for us. That's how I read it. But in reality, I think it's important for us to name that that's really actually not what it's saying, right? It's actually saying that we should give thanks at all times because to give thanks is God's will for us. God's will is that we live lives of gratitude and we practice giving thanks at every opportunity. That does not mean that God celebrates everything that comes our way. Those things are really different, aren't they? And especially perhaps in this context that I already offered of me having to get up early in the morning sometimes, the truth is some mornings... I wake up early with a smile on my face and a song in my heart, and I dance my way into the day. That's more literal than maybe you imagine, right? And on those days, I am sure it's going to be a great day, no matter what may come. And on those days, it is really easy for me to feel grateful. But on those other days, well, some days it's not easy, is it? Life can be hard. It's exhausting even sometimes. And sometimes our life brings with it grief alongside challenges of depression or anxiety or stress or worry or heartache or uncertainty or other kinds of pain. Life can be really, really hard. And on the days that we are feeling all of these things, It's really hard to feel grateful, isn't it? And on those days, the days that are the hardest, verses like this one from 1 Thessalonians, this one that tells us that we should give thanks all the time, to be honest, it frustrates me because I know that I should be grateful, but it's really hard sometimes to feel it. But the truth is, 
there is sometimes a chasm between feeling grateful and being grateful. Because even when we don't feel it, we can be grateful. Because being grateful on purpose isn't about what comes easy. It isn't about what comes naturally to us. It's about always working on choosing a better way. It's about being intentional and creating habits and rhythms in our lives that bring us closer to who we want to be, to who God is calling us to be. Choosing to be grateful helps us to do these things. And well, how though do we do that? There are a lot of ways to do this. Uh, For example, one way that I practice gratitude in my life, I end every day with a prayer of thanks. Some days that prayer is long and it is detailed and it is insightful and I'm grateful for all those little things or specific conversations and interactions and people and places and events. I might even be grateful for mistakes made some days because I can see what I was able to learn from them. And then there are the other days, the hard ones, the ones that we know. The days when that list of gratitude is a lot shorter. This is my practice, by the way, on hard days and good days. But that on those good days, my list is long and I could go on and on. And then on those other days, I'm like, yep, I'm thankful I'm breathing and have clothes to wear and that's enough. Right? We feel that. Some days we come up short. But that's the thing. When we are practicing and learning and trying to better embrace gratitude, the list doesn't have to be long for us to honor this instruction that we're given. Some days it's okay to just start where we are, wherever that may be, even if you can simply say, I'm grateful that I have breath and can say thank you. It's okay to start there. We don't wanna stay there of course, right? We know that our growth comes from being challenged and stretched. And for me, that looks like wrestling with some of those less than obvious things in my life. The example Sandy gave was really on point for me. God bless those of you who love to clean. I love to have a clean house, but I don't always love to clean it. Those are some of the things that maybe I don't want to be grateful for. I don't want to be grateful that I have time to clean. I want someone else to do it for me right? That's important though, because these instructions of 1 Thessalonians don't tell us to give thanks for what's good or easy or even just the things we enjoy. They tell us to give thanks in every situation. And that means that whether you have a dirty house or you're mad at family or you had another argument with your friend, perhaps we should recall something about them that we love. It means that when my car was hit in a parking lot a few weeks ago, while I was sitting inside in a restaurant, I was genuinely grateful on that day that was a good day because there weren't any injuries and it was only stuff that could be repaired that was damaged. And honestly, thanks be to God that they came inside and told me because they didn't have to do that either. I'm really grateful for a lot of things in the way that unfolded, even though it's kind of a pain, isn't it? Sometimes... Being grateful in these ways, it can be easy. But I wonder what it would look like for us to be grateful in these ways all the time, to truly find ways to give thanks, not just for things that could be worse, right? But to actively give thanks for what is, even in hard situations. 
In her book titled Grateful, it's the subversive practice of giving thanks, uh, Diana Butler Bass wrote this book, and it is the book that inspired this series. And in it, she writes that gratitude at its deepest and perhaps most transformative level is not warm feelings about what we have. Instead, gratitude is the deep ability to embrace the gift of who we are and that we are. To be grateful on purpose is to live into this, to give thanks for each moment, for giving thanks for who we are and that we are, and I would add where we are. And even as I quote from this book, I wanna name that throughout this book, part of what I appreciate about it is she has really beautiful things like this to say, but she's also really quick to say that part of her challenge to write this book is that this is not an easy thing for her and it's something she has always struggled with. She's even for times in her life considered herself a pretty ungrateful person. In fact, she tells a story that I find funny, I hope you do too, about visiting when she was a teenager, a Pentecostal uh, church for the first time. She was uh, just about 17, I think she says at the time, and she was curious and just learning about Christianity, so she went to the first church she found knowing nothing about it or what it would hold for her. And when she got there, even though she didn't know what to expect, it was not what she expected. We've all had those moments too, right? She describes standing in this cafeteria-like sanctuary that you can imagine with me when the preacher stood up to welcome everyone to the service, and just as the music started behind him, the preacher started shouting out to the congregation, get up, stand up, and thank Jesus. And some people, as they rose to their feet, started shouting out who and what they were thankful for. And if people didn't shout quickly enough, then he started pointing to people unexpected and saying, what are you thankful for? Can you imagine if I did that to you all? You'd love that, wouldn't you? And then how many, if I did that, would have more than a surface level thing ready to say and to scream out to everyone to hear about what you're thankful for? I don't think most of us here in our comfortable little Methodist church would love that, right? And the truth is, she didn't like it either. Diana found it really overwhelming, in fact. And she was surrounded by this joy-filled crowd who had their hands, as she says, her hands raised, palms facing up, waiting to receive the gifts of a good God. Lips were eager with words of thanks. Everyone's lips were eager, that is except for her own as she stood there bewildered by how everyone could be so grateful for their lives and the world around them when her own answers weren't being, or her own prayers weren't being answered. She had real challenges in her life from migraine headaches that hadn't been healed to that giant pile of teenage worries and fears that we would wish on no one. And so that's when it happened as she stood in that sanctuary, the pastor who'd been calling on people suddenly started calling on people in her section and terrified that she was gonna get called upon, she did the only thing she knew how to do. She slipped out of her seat and ran out the door. And then it was only upon reaching her car in the parking lot that she was able to take a deep breath and sigh Free from the pressure of the rooms, she realized she actually did have a lot to be grateful for. 
as she proclaimed, thanks, Jesus, for getting me out of there. (laughs) Sometimes our gratitude doesn't look like it's supposed to, right? In reality, it looks like those moments when no matter what's going on, we can see and know that God is with us. Even if God is with us in those difficult or awkward or uncomfortable situations, we can be grateful for the assurance that we're never alone, that God is with us. And being grateful in this way, for large and small things alike, well, did you know that Scientific studies have even shown that gratitude is not just a mood booster. It's not just about how we feel. It's not even just that it impacts us spiritually, although it does. But did you know that being grateful is also something that is good for our physical health? Scientific study after study after study has shown that gratitude brings forth uh, benefits of health and of happiness and of well-being in emotional, spiritual, and physical ways. Sometimes our gratitude that can positively impact us, it sneaks up on us a little. It isn't always in planned ways. Other times we know that that feeling of gratitude can be elusive and we have to choose it and will it to be. To choose gratitude, though, it's like choosing anything else. It's like choosing joy or love or faith or kindness. Any of those things take practice. And so today I want to invite you to practice this discipline of giving thanks. And to not just say thank you in those little things in your life, but to do so on purpose in the other things that come along too. What it looks like is likely to be a little different for each of us. Maybe you want to grab a notebook and start keeping a gratitude journal, writing down at least one new thing that you're grateful for each and every day. Maybe you are more of an extrovert and you want the whole world to know what you're grateful for and so you're going to share it on your social media so that you can have others see it and encourage them as they share in their gratitude too. Our social media feeds could use a bit more positivity anyway, couldn't they? Maybe you want to start somewhere in between and you have a friend or a family member that you can practice sharing your gratitude with, maybe over meal or bedtime or even over a text chain. How we do this isn't important, but it is that we are doing it. Because being grateful on purpose has potential to have a positive impact on our spiritual, emotional, and physical lives. And the best way to get started living with that kind of gratitude is by starting small and practicing it often. I know for me, my practice of living gratefully, it started many years ago, but not as many as I would like to claim. And it started with an invitation a friend challenged me to do just that in the month of November, so for just the 30 days, to write down one thing at least that I was grateful for every day. And I started strong and drifted off like we often do perhaps. But you know what made it tricky for me? is when they asked to see my list and I had to go back and I had to say, oh no, and I had to fix it and make sure I was grateful. And the practice even of looking back and saying, gosh, that was a hard day, what was good about it? It's good for us 
And it's even better when we can share in community and hold each other accountable. And so my hope is that you will start to do that. And that you would know that if you don't have a friend or a family member or someone who wants to check in on you, I'd love to hear those stories and how, how your gratitude is making a difference in your life, past or present or future. And so don't hesitate to maybe share it with one of our pastors or, you know, tag us on Facebook at the church and make the community see it together. Or maybe even let me know, maybe you have a testimony about living gratefully that you're called to share with our congregation. Because gratitude is contagious. And I can't wait to see how you share it with others in these days and the weeks and the months to come. Not just around Thanksgiving, but it's a good time to pick it up as a new practice, isn't it? And so friends, today and in the days ahead, I hope you will take this invitation seriously and begin to practice gratitude in new ways, adding on the practices that I hope you already have, as together we seek to give thanks to God and for one another. Let's pray together. Gracious God, on our worst days and on our best, thank you for walking alongside us. God, may your presence be known on our difficult days and may you help us to turn and celebrate with you on days of joy and celebration too. In all things, oh God, might you guide us back to you as we seek to give thanks to all that comes our way. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.